Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Yahoo Ranger podcast, where we provide podcasts that will enlighten your understanding of Yahweh and his plan for mankind's salvation and eternal life. For more information, please be sure to visit Yahweh.org and YahooRanger.com. With our previous part one of our two-part podcast titled Abib 14, A High Sabbath, we brought forth evidence demonstrating that the Hebrew book of John proved that Abib 15 could not be a high Sabbath. We will now provide scriptural evidence that firmly confirms that Abib 14, Passover day, is indeed a high Sabbath. It is essential to recognize that John states he was an eyewitness to the events surrounding the crucifixion, death, and burial of Yahushua. Scriptures state, He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he tells the truth, that you also may trust. John 19, verse 35. John also distinguishes between Yahushua's adherence to the festival regulations and the one observed by the Jews, or religious leaders. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Yahushua went up to Jerusalem. John 5, verse 1. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. John 6, verse 4. Of course, John was a Judahite, and there would be no need to make a distinction from the others if he and Yahushua observed the festival days in the same manner. All of this means that since John was pointing out that the Jews were observing Passover differently than Yahushua and his disciples, then by default, the Jews were wrong. Accordingly, as we will demonstrate, the sequence of events as given by the Hebrew version of the book of John confirms that the festival of Passover, Abib 14, was indeed a high Sabbath and the first day of the seven-day festival of Passover and unleavened bread. However, as many believe in and follow, we shall now test the sequence of events for Passover and unleavened bread from the Pharisaical or Rabbinic point of view which is an eight-day observance from Abib 14 through 21. The following ten points are given from a Pharisaic viewpoint. 1. Abib 14, Wednesday night after sunset, according to the Pharisees, Yahushua and his disciples ate the Passover meal on the wrong day. For them, this day was a preparation day for the Jewish Passover on Abib 15. They did not consider this day to be a high Sabbath. 2. Abib 14, Thursday afternoon. The Passover lambs are sacrificed in preparation for the Jewish festival on Abib 15. At about 5.45 p.m., Joseph of Arimathea placed Yahushua's body in the grave and sealed the tomb by rolling a stone over the entrance. Not a high Sabbath day. 3. Abib 14, Thursday afternoon. The women were watching the burial process. 4. Abib 15, Thursday night after sunset. According to the Pharisaical viewpoint, the women arrive home and prepare their meal for the first day of the Festival of Unleavened Bread. The women also possibly prepare aromatics that night. Abib 15 would be considered the Jewish High Sabbath. Note our first problem has now surfaced. 5. Still on Abib 15, Thursday night after sunset, at about 8 p.m., Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus arrive at the tomb, bringing about 100 pounds of ointments and aromatics to anoint Yahushua's body on the Jewish High Sabbath. 
This now poses another problem. 6. Abib 15, Friday morning. The Jews ask for guards to be placed at the tomb on the Jewish High Sabbath. 7. Abib 15, Friday day. The women prepare spices and aromatics. The women did not know that Yahushua's body had already been anointed. This would occur on the Jewish High Sabbath. Another problem arises. 8. Abib 16, Friday night to Saturday night. The weekly Sabbath is observed. 9. Abib 17, Saturday night, after sunset begins the first day of the week. 10. Abib 17, Sunday early morning, before sunrise. Yahushua is resurrected. When analyzed, one has to conclude that there are major problems with the above sequence, which is based on a pharisaical viewpoint. To begin with, according to the pharisaical method, Yahushua was placed in the grave on a B14, Thursday afternoon before sunset. This would fulfill the command given in the book of Deuteronomy. And if a man has committed a crime punishable by death, and he is put to death, and you hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but you shall bury him the same day. For a hanged man is accursed by Elohim. You shall not defile your land, which Yahweh or Elohim gives you for an inheritance. Deuteronomy 21, verses 22 to 23. Also, the Jews did not want the crucified bodies to remain on the stakes after sunset because of their Jewish high Sabbath, beginning after sundown on Thursday, Abib 15. Scriptures give, Since it was the Jewish day of preparation, in order to prevent the bodies from remaining on the stake on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. John 19, verse 31. As one can readily notice, a serious problem arises for the reason that Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus proceeded to carry 100 pounds of aromatics to the tomb on Thursday night, the Jewish high Sabbath of Abib. 15. This problem is further compounded by the fact that Yahushua was already buried before sunset, fulfilling the command in Deuteronomy. Once the stone was rolled over the entrance to the tomb, Yahushua was buried before the beginning of the Jewish high Sabbath of Abib 15. Therefore, the burial was fully completed on Abib 14. Importantly, even though the burial of a dead person is allowed on a Sabbath day, there is no provision in the Torah for one to exhume a body from the grave on the Sabbath, let alone a high Sabbath, for the purpose of embalmment. Therefore, the idea that Joseph and Nicodemus would reopen the tomb or unbury Yahushua on a high Sabbath and then proceed to perform the labor of washing and embalming Yahushua's body lacks credibility. After burial, this type of work could only be done on a non-Sabbath day. An additional problem comes about if the women who returned home from the crucifixion site had prepared spices and ointments during the night or day on the Jewish high Sabbath of Abib 15. Scriptures state, The women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath they rested according to the commandment. Luke 23 verses 55 through 56. Amazingly, scriptures have provided another proof that Abib 15 was not a high Sabbath. To illustrate, the women stayed and witnessed the burial of Yahushua during the late afternoon near sunset of Abib 14, 
and then arrived home after sunset on a B-15 to prepare their meal for the second day of unleavened bread. According to scriptures, they also prepared spices and ointments on a B-15. Therefore, this day could not be a Sabbath. Then scriptures also point out that the next day, Abib 16, was a weekly Sabbath day on which the women rested. Therefore, the scriptural evidence provided by the Hebrew text clearly supports the high Sabbath day of Abib 14, Passover day, the day when Yahushua and his disciples ate the Passover meal. The following ten chronological points illustrate the final sequence from the Hebrew text which demonstrates the Passover practice of Yahushua the Messiah and proceeds to confirm the validity that Abib 14 is a high Sabbath. 1. Abib 14, Wednesday night after sunset. The festival of Passover and unleavened bread is observed. This day is also the first day of unleavened bread. Yahushua and his disciples ate the Passover meal on the high Sabbath of Abib 14. 2. Abib 14, Thursday afternoon. This is the Passover day and still the first day of unleavened bread. About 5.45 p.m., Joseph of Arimathea placed Yahushua's body in the grave and sealed the tomb by rolling a stone over the entrance. Yahushua's burial is final and official. This is still a high Sabbath. 3. Abib 14, at about 5.45 p.m., the women observe the burial process. 4. Abib 15. At about 6.30 p.m. Thursday night, after sunset, the women arrive home and prepared their meal for the second day of the Festival of Unleavened Bread. The women possibly prepare some spices and ointments that night, which was not a high Sabbath. 5. Abib 15. Thursday night, after sunset. At about 8 p.m., Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus arrived at the tomb, bringing about 100 pounds of ointments and aromatics to anoint Yahushua's body, not a high Sabbath. 6. Abib 15, Friday morning after sunrise. The Jews ask for guards to be placed at the tomb. This day is a preparation day for the weekly Sabbath. This preparation day is not a high Sabbath. 7. Abib 15, during the daytime of Friday, the women prepare spices and aromatics. The women did not know that Yahushua's body had already been anointed the previous night. This day is a preparation day for the weekly Sabbath. This preparation day is not a high Sabbath. 8. Abib 16. Friday night to Saturday night. The weekly Sabbath is observed. 9. Abib 17. Saturday night. After sunset begins the first day of the week, Sunday. The women possibly purchase more aromatics to anoint Yahushua's body. 10. Abib 17. Sunday early morning before sunrise. Yahushua is resurrected while the women are on the way to the tomb. As one can readily see in the sequence of events, when Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus went to the tomb Thursday night after sunset, they did not break the Sabbath. The Sabbath commandment was completely followed. During the night of Abib 15, Joseph and Nicodemus reopened the tomb and worked meticulously, washing and anointing the Messiah's body, and then properly wrapped it in fine linen. When finished, they replaced the stone at the entrance. It is important to note that the women had already left for home a few hours before Joseph and Nicodemus had returned to the tomb, and did not realize that Yahushua's body had already been embalmed. 
They would never have considered coming back if they had known that Joseph and Nicodemus had brought 100 pounds of aromatics, which was more than enough for a proper embalming. Another point to consider is that since Joseph of Arimathea was a disciple of Yahushua, he would have had the Passover meal Wednesday night on Abib 14 before becoming unclean by touching the dead body of Yahushua during Thursday afternoon. This would also hold true for John, who was at the crucifixion site. In addition, Nicodemus would have become unclean on the Jewish High Sabbath, Abib 15, a few hours after sunset. In summarizing our findings, we are forced to recognize that if, in fact, the Hebrew text of the book of John is correct, in that Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus returned to anoint Yahushua's body after sunset on Thursday night, Abib 15, which was a non-Sabbath, it would help explain the reason why the women thought they needed to return to the tomb for a proper embalmment. The text also helps to explain all of the other events that took place after Yahushua's death while strictly adhering to the practice of the seven-day festival of Passover and unleavened bread that Yahushua and his disciples kept. Finally, for those who accept the authenticity of the Hebrew text of John, this text affirms that the seven-day festival of Passover and unleavened bread is observed from Abib 14 through 20. Accordingly, Abib 14 and 20, the first and last days of the festival, are high Sabbaths. This concludes our two-part podcast, Abib 14, Passover is a High Sabbath. The evidence brought forward by these podcasts should help the serious student of scriptures gain valuable insight regarding Yahweh's festival days. Also, for information regarding the Festival of Passover and Unleavened Bread, please refer to the Passover topics and study at YahwehRanger.com. May Yahweh be with you on your journey to discovering Yahweh's truth.